Hello and welcome. You are officially listening to the Laugh It Off podcast with Megan Ulrich Krieger. Grab your wine, water, whiskey, whatever, and stay tuned for some good laughs and some tidbits to help you become the best version of yourself. Hello, all my favorite people. Oh my gosh. Okay. I kind of feel like I have my shit together a little bit. Um, because I'm actually recording this in advance, not the day of, as I sometimes do. <laughs> or on the Thursday after it's supposed to go up on a Wednesday. Uh, I'm so excited for fall, you guys. I borderline like me saying have my shit together, eh. But hey, I am feeling good about fall. I feel feeling good about like having direction for the end of this year, going into next year, how 2022 is right around the corner. I don't know. And that's why I'm going to kind of kind of fill you in. I don't know. I'm just going to dive into imposter syndrome because this is something that I have gotten to become BFFs with in the year of 2021 as I have branched out into a ton of different ventures in my personal life and I've had to overcome a lot of imposter syndrome myself. And I don't know how in the hell we've never done an imposter syndrome episode ever. I literally scrolled back. I was like, oh yeah, we've already done this, but I'm going to just do it different this time. No, we've never done it. I've maybe mentioned it, but there's not been an episode like fully dedicated to imposter syndrome. So that's what we're going to do today. So in order to start this episode, I literally Googled like the definition of imposter syndrome and it says imposter syndrome, also called perceived fraudulence, fraudulence, I thought that was really interesting, involves feelings of self-doubt and personal incompetence that persist despite your education, experience, and accomplishments. I've literally never like looked up the actual definition of this before. I've always just kind of referred to it as like the little like negative voice in the back of your head, I guess. Um, And it also says to counter these feelings, you might end up working harder and holding yourself to even higher standards. This blew my mind. I was like, oh my God, I fucking do that. And I feel like I've probably told people to do that before. It's like, oh no, like know your worth. Like, I don't know, knowing your worth is important, but like the the concept that we have to work 10 times harder to like overcompensate for our imposter syndrome, I've like, I was just mind blown. Um, also, in the Google searches, uh, people have literally searched asking if imposter syndrome is a mental illness. That is how like prevalent and debilitating it can be for some people. For the record, it is not. Ne- it's not necessarily a mental illness. It's like definitely not rec- or recognized by the DSM or any of that stuff. Um, but I was just mind blown by this like little mini Google search that we did. So as I said. I've always known imposter syndrome to be just like that negative self-talk, like voice in the back of your head. In theory, the voice in your head that kind of tells you that you can't do something, again, that you're not qualified for it. It The concept that you might feel like an imposter doing the things that you want to do, um, or you might feel like a fraud. That's why when that was in the description, I was like, oh my God, that's so true. You might feel like a fraud. Um, so what are like, what are some examples of this, right? I see this a lot with, um, some of my clients who are looking to start businesses, right? Whether it's a home-based business, a cricket business, real, going into realty, like whatever it may be. And 
we so often look at the reasons why we can't or shouldn't do something, like that in and of itself is imposter syndrome. The fact that we are automatically wired to look at the reasons not to, and in theory, I know I've talked about this before, that fear in the back of your head in theory is kind of just trying to protect you, right? Because it, it wants to protect you from the perceived like failure that could happen, protect you from the what ifs, protect you from the disappointment. But the thing is, is if you never take that chance, like you'll never know. So how do we like get over that and overcome it? That is the billion dollar question, to be totally honest. Um, <laughs> but first and foremost, once we can just recognize that it's just our fears trying to protect us, and it's not actually factual that we are not qualified or not able to start that business or switch careers or ask for a raise or whatever it may be, that's when we can be like, okay, this fear is just trying to protect me. It is It is not actually rooted in truth, like asking yourself, is this ultimately true? The answer is no. That's when we can kind of start to like evaluate and and deconstruct some of the imposter syndrome-y things. So I really was going to come on here to talk to you guys about is some of the things I've overcome in 2021 and see if maybe you just relate to them or maybe even just like see yourself in them. I don't know. Um, But I just truly feel like we can all heal and learn and all of that stuff from like just sharing our experiences. Obviously, you guys know that that's why I started the podcast and everything. So the the imposter syndrome thing that happened that inspired me to do this episode is actually almost the opposite of imposter syndrome or like the opposite of something that would cause you imposter syndrome. Okay, so like I said, I feel like most of the time when people experience imposter syndrome, it's when it comes to putting yourself out there. So maybe it is just simply pursuing the career that you want. Maybe for somebody it is starting a blog, um, creating a platform on Instagram or social media, or being vulnerable on your TikToks. Um, In all those instances, we easily tell ourselves like, oh, I my life experiences aren't going to be valuable to somebody or like this isn't going to be content of value. It may happen when you decide to start a business, whether it be like a a brick and mortar, become a realtor, your cricket business, and you want to open an Etsy shop, like literally all sizes of businesses. We can sometimes find ourselves saying, oh, I, I won't have clientele or I'm not meant to be a business person or I don't know what I'm doing, blah, blah, blah. Uh, so all of these are the t- most like common reasons and times that I see imposter syndrome. I had, if you are in my Facebook group, um, yeah, that's my client group is really the only place that I put it. So um, I have a Megan Loves Your Face client group too for anybody who's unaware. I think that's the only place that I've posted about it so far. I recently announced that I got a part-time job. And even right now when I'm saying this out loud, it sounds fucking stupid. But for me, this was the biggest deal. Not getting the job, but announcing it. Because, well, honestly, kind of getting the job too. Because I I have, so for background's sake, for anybody who's maybe new here, if you forgot, I have worked for myself and owned my own business for six or seven years now and been full-time in this business for 
six years this December. So I have not had a like W-2 job for six years. I have worked for myself. I have done all of my different variations of side gigs, everything like that. So one, for me to even get a job, I was like, is this is this like a sign that what I'm doing isn't working, blah, blah, blah. No, it's not. And how I came to this conclusion. Okay, so let's back up. I literally, the, the, the quote job I got is literally three mornings a week working at the doggy daycare in town and like taking care of the dogs. Like, first of all, I would do that shit for fucking free, like at a shelter. <laughs> um, and second of all, I really had started looking at part-time options that had morning shifts available just to put some structure back into my life. As I said, I've been working from home and for myself for so many years, but the pandemic, it still it took a toll on me too. Even though I was used to being at home, I became, I don't know, somehow even more sedentary because um, the p- parts of my business that used to be conducted in person no longer were. So I, and I was not traveling nearly as much, like all of this stuff. So life became super sedentary. I, my sleep habits have been literally fucked up, um, for lack of less French language. (laughs) Uh, so inconsistent. I sit on the couch and work from the couch every day. And I know business owners and everybody out there will make it sound like, oh, this is the life. I get to work from my couch, blah, blah, blah. It's great to an extent, but not when you're sitting on the couch for eight hours a day. Like, you start to feel like shit. If anybody did that, if everybody did that every day, you would feel like shit eventually, right? And I was truly, truly getting to that point. So I was like, this is perfect. When I saw this come up and I knew the owner of, um, the owner goes to my gym, the owner of the the daycare place. And so I was like, I just felt super called to this. I was like, it, I'll be outside. It starts early enough in the morning. It's three days a week. So that's going to help me like add structure. I'm somebody where I almost need less time in order to perform my tasks. Otherwise, I highly procrastinate. Like I was really successful when I had to balance school, a day job, my entrepreneur like job, like I don't know how I did it. I would never go back to that. But I had to be structured because I had so many things on my plate. So I almost was just like yearning for that kind of structure again. And sure, you could say, oh, just be self-disciplined. Y'all go listen to my freaking ADHD episode. That's not going to happen, right? And so it just truly the stars aligned and it felt perfect. So I applied Felt silly even applying because I have no work history. <laughs> I, I do, but like even the jobs that I've had prior, like my W-2 type jobs, either the bosses who were there don't work there anymore or the places aren't even in business anymore. So I'm like, okay, so I have zero job references. I have a degree, <laughs> but you don't need a degree to watch dogs. Um, it was just honestly comical trying to fill this out. And even in that moment, I was like, should I even be doing this? Like, is this stupid? Like, did I work this hard just to go back to like working for somebody else? Like, there's so much like self-talk happening here. And so blah, 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 fast forward, get the job on the spot. It was super awesome. Love the job, you guys. I literally get to stand out with the dogs at 7 in the morning, drinking my coffee, watching them play. It is 
incredible for my mental health, my physical health, my sleep health. Like, holy moly, cannot describe to you how much I like needed this. It was totally the right call for me to do. And so I've been there for like maybe a couple weeks now and I just announced it the other day and this is where the imposter syndrome came came in. I felt like I needed to hide it from people for a while because I really felt like, oh, if I tell people this, they're going to automatically assume that something is wrong with my business, right? Or that I am like struggling with money or that I, like, I don't know all of these stupid fucking scenarios in my head that I literally had self-talk and imposter syndrome of like, I shouldn't be doing this, right? Wrong, first of all. And that's when I was like, the opinions of other people don't fucking matter. They don't fucking matter what people think of you. And I just really, I think that's what imposter syndrome comes down to two things. Imposter syndrome comes down to the fear. So our own fear that we have, wherever that is rooted in, okay? Because that is fucking fake too, the fear that we have. If you can overcome fear, like you can do anything. And then also fear of what other people will think. So I guess it is all fear, but like our inner fears of failures of blah, 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 all fears and then what people will think. And both of those things, quite frankly, are bullshit. And they stop us from doing the things that A, we either really want to do or B, we really need to do. I like needed to. I needed an outlet to do something different in my life. I needed a change. And so if I would have let what other people would think about me, which is not even their business, like even if business was shit and I was struggling financially, that still isn't somebody else's fucking business, right? It still wouldn't matter. And I still would be doing the right thing for me and my family. So it is all just a load of crock what we like tell ourselves when it comes to like doing what we want to or need to in our lives. So that's what truly inspired this episode is me getting a part-time job and having basically a midlife crisis over it. Uh, (laughs) And then also some other imposter syndrome I've had to overcome. As you guys know, if you listened to my episode last week, I finally launched my first ever confidence coaching program this year. And so those of you who've been with me since day one know that I had to overcome some imposter syndrome even starting this podcast. I had almost the same thoughts run through my head. I'm like, oh my gosh, if people think that I'm doing this podcast, it means I'm no longer passionate about my current like job. And it's like, no, that's not true either. But anyway, so I had to overcome imposter syndrome even starting this podcast and being like, people aren't going to give a shit about what I have to say or about my body journey or my thoughts on the diet culture industry. And like, no, y'all love it. And I love you for loving it. And like, but we should be able to validate ourselves without even needing that external validation. So I truly love you guys and just how far we've kind of come with this. But I'm like rambling now. What I'm getting to is I finally launched my first confidence coaching program as kind of an off stem of this podcast. The podcast was the stepping stone to get there, to get me confident in knowing that I have a voice, people care about my voice, people care about my experience, my education, my background, and all of this stuff. Um, But it still took me this entire year to basically work up to doing it. And there are so many pieces that went into it. It was like, my my content isn't life-changing. That was a big one. I was so nervous because I've been to, I've bought programs. I've been to public speaking events. I've been to conferences, blah, blah, blah. And my mind is always blown by everybody I see, right? Like I'm always so inspired. I always learn so much. And me, I often told myself like, 
are people actually going to get that out of this program? What if they don't get anything out of this program? What if it doesn't work for them? Like, these are like my, my fucking fears and thoughts and feelings, which is ultimately not true because when I sit down and I step back and I look at the content that is packed into this program, it is so amazing. And I know that in my heart of hearts, but it's so easy to tell ourselves like, oh my gosh, what if somebody joins and they, they spend their money on it and they don't like it? Like, uh, it's so crazy. That was another thing, too, is even getting over the fear of charging people for it and, like, knowing the worth of my own expertise in this field was really fucking hard. Like, it is so fucking hard to charge what you're worth. And any of my people in here who have ever done any sort of business venture, like, it is, it's super hard to set prices sometimes and to up your prices. That's why I'm always the person telling my entrepreneur friends, I'm like, raise your freaking prices. Uh, whether you're my hairstylists listening, photographers, again, Etsy business pers- people, whatever it is, your content, your skill, your, your expertise is so, so, so worth charging what it's worth, right? Whew, that was long. This is basically just turned into my diary today, so I appreciate you guys listening. <laughs> But that's, that's what imposter syndrome can do. And it, it's even more than just business-oriented stuff. I have a ton of mom friends who have imposter syndrome with, with comparison and with I'm just not a good enough mom or I wasn't meant to do this or like whatever it may be. Like it is all around us. And so I think what we need to do is really break down that voice in our head. Because here's the thing. I think we get caught up in just trying to ignore it. Or, or flip it to a positive. And I was guilty of this for so long. Um, taking that imposter syndrome, negative self-talk voice in your head and being like, what can I say that's positive instead? But you want to know what? Sometimes we can't just stop thoughts that we have. Sometimes we can't just flip it to a positive note. Like that can honestly create toxic positivity sometimes. And it can prevent us from getting to the root of what we're actually feeling or what is actually going on. So instead, if you can get to a place of neutrality with it, and really reflect on, okay, where is this belief that I'm going to fail coming from? Like, truly ask yourself, because here's the fucking thing. None of us, none of us are born with the idea that we we are failures or, or nothing goes right for us or, or we can't achieve this. Like, none of us are born with limiting beliefs is the best way to put it, I guess. None of us are born with limiting beliefs. They'll come from somewhere. Like, even if you think, I love thinking back to when we were kids before the world told us who we were supposed to be. And something that really, really, really made me think of this recently is seeing a video of this kid in a classroom. And I don't know if the class was like reading or like what, I don't know what they were supposed to be doing. This kid is like fucking doing yoga poses. He's grabbing his hand, his feet by his hands, and he's like rolling around on his back and all this stuff. And I'm like, he don't give a fuck what people think about him. Like, how inspiring is, how freaking inspiring is that? I'm like, God, to have that like slight ignorance of a kid who like doesn't give a shit what people think about them. When did we lose that? When and where did we lose that? Who was the first person to tell you that you couldn't do something or that you weren't good enough or 
What is the first experience that you had with failure that told you, oh, this is just always the way that it's going to be? Like, there's so many things that we can reflect on. So I think if you can take that negative self-talk, imposter syndrome voice in your head that tells you that you can't, that you can't, that tells you that you're not qualified, whatever it may be, that tells you that you'll never get to the place that you want to be, and really, like, sit and ask yourself, where did that belief come from, first of all? Is this belief just rooted in fear? Is this fear trying to protect me from failure? Because you know what? We're all adults now. Like, fuck failure. Fuck being afraid of failure. Fuck being, fuck fear. All of it. You are old enough and mature enough and emotionally, emotionally intelligent enough to overcome failing. So what if you try it and it does fail? Who cares? You know, so ask, where is this coming from? Is this is this just fear trying to protect me from failing? Am I truly at the root of it afraid of what people are going to think? And if you are, again, who gives two shits, right? Their opinions will never pay your bills. This has always been one of my favorite quotes. The opinions of other people will never pay your bills. And again, not that imposter syndrome is always directly related with like business or financials or anything like that, but the thoughts of other people will never benefit you. It'll never do anything for you. It'll only hurt you, right? Um, Letting the thoughts of other people get to you is all it's ever going to do is hinder. So that was like such a long ramble. But that's the tea. <laughs> oh my God. I cannot tell if this is the most honest or the worst episode I've done so far. Oh my God. That was just so much word vomit. But like, Imposter syndrome is a bitch. You are worthy. You are capable. Everything. Here's the fucking thing. You, like, I know we're not all religious here, okay, right? But just bear with me. I'm going to use the word God. It's fine. God wouldn't give you a desire without you actually being able to, like, get that, right? So you are not, like, we're all born with different desires. Your desires come to us as we, like, as we age and develop and grow ideas and and aspirations and things like that. God would not give us a desire that was not actually meant for us to have. The universe, if that makes you feel better. The universe wouldn't give you a desire that you're not actually meant to have because the universe isn't here to set you up for failure. And if you believe that the universe is here to set you up for failure, hoofta, that's going to take some reflection. Okay, that it's not uncommon to feel that way. Like nothing goes my way. Everything's always out to get me. Everything works against my against me, whatever. Okay, I'm telling you the truth is the universe has your back. The universe, God, whoever the whatever verbiage you want to use is is here to set you up for success. Okay, I know all of us have other things systemically, financially, um, childhood-wise, that don't set us up for success. I get that. But the universe, God, the higher power, whatever the fuck you want to believe in, that is here to set you up for success. And so the if the universe has your back, you need to trust in the universe that it would only give you desires that are inherently meant for you. So if you have a desire to quit your job and go back to school to be a teacher, fucking do it. If you have the desire to quit your job and become an entrepreneur, fucking do it. If you have the desire to be a work from home mom, to to not be a work from home mom, to not be a mom at all, like whatever it is, whatever you can dream and desire, like that is meant for you. So I'll leave you with that. 
I'll stop spewing a bunch of word frickin' vomit and cut this at 25 minutes instead of rambling for an hour. Um, I love you all. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Uh, I will be back next week. I am just so excited. Also, enrollment is still open, okay? If you want to get in on the 30-day confidence transformation before the end of the year, it is the only time it will be offered at half price. Remember how you said I had so much imposter syndrome setting the price? So please know, please know that my heart and soul was put into this program and put into choosing the proper pricing that felt aligned and giving it to you all half off this first time around. It's the only time it will be half off because truly, it's worth even more than what I listed the full price as. So I love you guys. Um, let's chat next week. Uh, hit me up on Instagram if you, maybe I'll put out a poll of any um, topics you want me to talk about. I would absolutely love that. I'm feeling more in a creative flow. Maybe it's from getting uh, my IUD taken out. I don't know. I'm feeling more in the flow. Or maybe it's because I fixed my fucking shitty ass sleep schedule by getting a job. <laughs> I don't know, but we're in a good place. We are in a happy place. We are excited to be creating things. So thank you again for all of your support and I'll chat with you all next week.